Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. You know, the other day I was talking about, you know, this magazine that we are so excited about and the, the quality of the articles that are coming forward on the Continental Magazine today. You know, we're talking with Lance Henson, poet, author, native rights activist, educator, so much more, so much more. But, you know, poetry in motion is one way to describe him. You know, today he's here to talk about the Continental Liter- Literary Magazine, but more importantly, about the article that he submitted. Because when we think about things, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about, you know, what is it like to be looking at Indians in Hungary? Or how about playing Indians in Hungary in the Continental Magazine? What is this all about? Um, I, Lance, great to have you here. Really excited about the magazine, but really excited about the quality of articles, especially like what you're submitting and what you're talking about. Um, this is really a breakthrough way of communicating about very important things, isn't it? It is. And I found uh, writing this article was a learning experience for me. I I approached this article with some anger, having seen cultural appropriation of my tribal people's ways of life, uh, our clothing, et cetera, for so many years here in Europe. Yeah. And so I came, I flew to Budapest uh, uh, looking uh, to find the voices there and why they were playing Indian. Mm. And I discovered that uh, the origin of this <clears throat> movement and these movements in, in Hungary began as an intellectual, ethical escapism from the Nazi era. They were attempting to redefine themselves as human beings and looked to the Native American Plains Indian experience uh, and educated themselves with books uh to play indian and that's what i deduced uh, when i interviewed them i told them i would be fair but i realized that there was cultural appropriation yeah. occurring and so the article is what it is you know it's interesting to me here's what my observation if it were another culture especially when i look at here in the united states about what we are highly sensitive about and must uh, change. And I think about, you know, how far we've gone when so many people that are not of a culture, uh, let's, let's, let me just say, 
decide to play as if they yeah. were that culture. Let me just simplify yeah. it like that. And honestly, in this country, that is not acceptable for pretty much every culture except our natives. Yes. And I, I just thought, I saw what you're writing about, and I thought, like, why? Why is it? Are we that desensitized about tribal people that we think it's not okay to play another culture, maybe right. a culture with black or brown skin, right? But yes. it's okay. It's okay to do this with native cultures. What are you? What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what's up with that. I think we need a whole psychological profile yeah. on reasoning and reasons. But uh, as I said before, uh, obviously uh, the people who began this movement felt surrounded by an evil that they they couldn't uh, handle themselves. Mm. So they looked to another yeah. culture to save them, and basically that I think was the reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wrong as that may be, and and I, you know, I mentioned the word cultural appropriation, which, which is clearly there, but uh, and they told me they knew they weren't Native Americans and they were only playing. So mm. That's it. And you know, I understand this. You know, here's the thing that I know, having family, you know, from Europe, uh, is what happened in your with the, in, what happened to Europe is happening now. Absolutely. You know, it's happening now. The level and degree of mm -hmm. trauma from war is unprecedented. Yes. You know, here yeah. in USA, we're, we're like 10 steps away. I'm not saying we weren't part of World War II and what happened here wasn't an atrocity, but it was not quite like what happened in Europe, what happened in Hungary. What ha I mean, I thought, OK, people there did need something. They did need a way to escape, many ways to escape, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, when you think about trauma, um, the Native American experience is still trauma, traumatized. Yeah, it is. Oh, and, gosh. Uh, yeah. And so that, but that, that aspect of our lives usually, and with this group in Hungary, is not uh, cogent, is not uh, important mm -hmm. they so i saw a kind of um self-aggrandizement of a purpose in their playing indian and uh you know my my question to them was you have your own culture you have your own bloodline of ancestors follow that and find that you were a horse culture at a certain period of time before time and uh, we are all indigenous from somewhere. You're yes. From, you have, yeah. So that's, it's not a game. It's a way of finding itself. Yeah. You know, I was reading the article you wrote, and I know these are short interviews, but I want to get to your heart a little bit um, and ask you, you know, you write an article like the one you wrote that really stems from a place in your heart that got touched, sometimes in a loving way, sometimes not. You know, what is in your heart that you'd like to see change? Regarding? This article. Oh. Um, that would be a whole other show. 
that you it and I would. do. <laughs> I think, but, but we could do a whole short, other show on that. But the short, my <laughs> short response would be, my short response would be, we have to find a, a clear identity as to who we are. And that's a difficult thing. Uh, right now in Central Europe, there's so much happening here. Yeah. And back to this literary magazine, The Continental, here's the opportunity for these writers who are largely not known in, in North America to tell their stories. And I'm very proud of this magazine's philosophy to do that. And I was, I'm very proud to have been part of the, the uh, initial publication, uh, especially with this, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how the Native American, my Native American community will feel about this article. I think they will agree to a lot of it, but uh, I think they, they might think I was being too nice, but yeah. I met nice people. So, yeah. <laughs> you know how I told them I would be fair. Yeah. Well, uh, let me talk about this. Uh, since I uh, became aware of the Continental, the magazine, I was really struck by how significant a uh, publication this is and how genius yeah. it is to represent voices for people that are not necessarily USA bound or Asian bound, or, but voices that have been silent for so many years. Yes. And I'm excited about this because the perspectives, I was talking about one of the articles the other day, and one of the listeners said, where are you reading that from? And I said, well, it's from here, this magazine. And I think people are hungry, Lance, for this kind of message. What do you think? I think the message is not known largely mm-hmm. and needs to be known, especially in this time that we're living. and. I can't emphasize enough how important it is to to build these little bridges of understanding about different worlds and what people are going through. Uh, This is the experience in Central Europe is going to be an amazing experience from this day forward. Yeah. I mean, I want to talk with you for a minute. I know we have a few minutes left. you know, to chat. And one of the things I'm struck by as I read the article, I read your article, I read other articles here. um, The timing to bring articles like this, levels of consciousness like this, the timing is so significant and important. How do you feel about the timing? Do you feel the same way? I feel like um, I don't believe in fate but I believe in the circumstances that surround our lives and the medicines that look at us and tell us when to do something. And this, this is what I follow. And this is what's happening right now. Yeah. What's your message? What do you want to say to people today? And, you know, really stemming from the point of the article, what would you want to say to folks? Be yourselves, find out who you are. Don't be, don't be all of these, like all of these lost people. Don't be influenced by the things that hurt you. Rise above them. Be yourself. You were mm-hmm. born free. Be free. Yeah. Question authority, which is what is happening right now in the world. Yeah. And uh, it's important. And this magazine is attaching itself to truth. 
and mm-hmm. that's important. Well, I know you live in um, country of my grandfather in Italy, who my grandfather and his brother, you know, stood for rights. They lost everything, you know, small yes. town, Vagliasoto, lost, yes. lost their hotel there. It was Mussolini wanted so much, you know, to yes. have, you know, what was there in this small little town, a village, beautiful place, uh, and took it. And, yes. you know, when you live in a country like Italy and and and, and Hungary and Ukraine, right? Right. And you are at the risk of having things that you have worked for taken away. Yes. As the natives have, the tribal yes. people have. Yes. That is a concern that all of us should have, don't you think? Uh, it's a concern. <clears throat> that most people turn away from, but there are issues happening in this part of the world mm-hmm. that people cannot turn away from. And I hope, I pray that there will be learning from this, but we happen to live in a, in a world so involved in uh, social pressures, it's difficult to find the self. And as a poet, uh, I challenge people to, to look in the mirror and really look at the person who's looking back. Thank you so much. Again, uh, let's make sure people have the website they could go to. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's continentalmagazine.com. Uh, yeah. Go to yeah. Barnes and Noble. They'll probably have this book. Uh, also, uh, Books a Million in 50 States. I don't know which two are left out, but um, <laughs> we'll... Uh, Hopefully, uh, this magazine will find its legs and stand up for a long time. That's what we're hoping. That's why we support it. That's why we're thrilled uh, for the magazine, for your message, and for all that you're doing. Thank you so much, Lance, for everything. Thank you, Patty. Be well. You bet. Hey, everybody, short break. We'll be right back. Are you trying to figure out the best way to learn about your life purpose and how to access your soul gifts? Let Adrienne Cobb introduce you to the power behind her Wild Magic membership. Adrienne's Wild Magic membership is a -a one-of-a-kind, ongoing monthly program designed to connect you to your own life mastery and to live in a more expanded consciousness with your tribes of light. To learn more, visit MyWildMagic.com. That is MyWildMagic.com. everybody welcome to our fabulous good news segment I I love information I love studies and surveys I mean it's so important but understanding them is even more important Mona Mahajan is joining me here today senior investment strategist at Edward Jones here's the question do you think as Americans we're at a crossroads with the economy do you think there are some things we're concerned about that maybe you're not aware that we're concerned about. What is the advice that we are going to be privy to today from Mona about how to navigate the waters of economic uncertainty from this pandemic? Mona, great to have you. Thanks so much, Pat. Great to be here. Let's talk statistics for a minute. Um, We have put 
so much emphasis on data and numbers and ratings and oh my gosh i mean every time you turn around there's something about it but there's very little understanding about what they mean you've got some information to share with us about what you found tell us what you found when you took a deep dive in what americans are feeling yeah absolutely you know we did a survey in early january over 2,200 adults participated. Um, what we really found is Americans are at a crossroads now with how they view, you know, the current state of the U.S. economy. Uh, the good news is 45% are optimistic, um, but nearly the same number, 42%, are somewhat pessimistic. Uh, and what are they concerned about? Well, first and foremost was inflation. That's that was a top concern. We also saw supply chain, employment rates, and interest rates uh, come up as top concerns around the economy as well. Um, what we're seeing is as these concerns elevate, as perhaps levels of stress and anxiety elevate, uh, Americans tend to, for better or for worse, uh, want to do something with their portfolios, with their investment portfolios, whether it's buy or sell. Um, but the other good news is, you know, we found the those investors that worked with a financial advisor or someone that could provide them long-term, steadfast uh, advice and guidance, they fared better through these periods. Uh, they felt more confidence. They also were keeping their longer-term goals in mind, and they tended not to make those emotionally driven investment decisions. Uh, so for us, that was an interesting takeaway and one that gave us confidence uh, as well. You know, and this is really important. I mean, there are a lot of things that I think as Americans, we do by our by ourselves, we do alone, we're an individualistic society, very different mm -hmm. than, you know, my family down in South America, you know, they are more a collective society. But when it comes to money and investment, this is the one area that if, if you and I had a message for people today, it's please do not take this journey alone. Uh, there, are too many, mm. there are too many waters to navigate through on this. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, this is really one of the few, few times that a lot of the younger generation has seen this type of volatility. You know, keep mm. in mind, a lot of younger folks got involved in markets post-pandemic. Uh, some people were home more. Some people just uh, like the idea of, uh, funds like Robinhood offering fractional shares. And so they, they really started investing during this time period. And markets didn't really have much volatility. Uh, over the last year, we had maybe one 5% correction in the S&P 500. Um, but otherwise, it was pretty smooth sailing. So uh, that is not the historical norm. You know, historically, you have one to three corrections, five, 10, 15%. Um, and that's what we saw earlier this year, where, you know, probably a 10% correction or so with the S&P 500. And some people have, have been jarred by that. Uh, they haven't gotten used to the idea that markets can go up or down. Um, but, you know, the good news for us is that when we do take a step back and we look at the economic fundal, fundamentals of this economy, we still see the U.S. economy is solid. Uh, three, three and a half percent GDP growth this year, which is above long-term averages of one and a half to two percent. Uh, we see a consumer that remains relatively healthy, you know, elevated savings rates, um, some benefits still from the stimulus over the pandemic period. And we see corporations that have pretty solid balance sheets. Uh, earnings growth is also positive. And so 
those factors for us give us a little bit of comfort when we look at this market volatility. Um, we don't see it turning into something more severe, like a bear market. Right. Those tend to happen when we're entering a recession oh, or yeah. in a recession. Yeah. And we don't see that on the horizon. Oh, I love that news. But, you know, here's the thing that I love about this is that I believe there are a couple different points of language for people. And you said it. I think your survey really pointed to the fact that people are stressed trying to figure this out themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you know, can you imagine sitting around a holiday dinner and, you know, you got family talking about stuff like this and nobody at the table really understands much about it, nor are they seeking help. And so the level of stress around something like this can be diminished. And that's really the advantage of working with financial advisors. You know, here's what I say to my friends. Even if you don't want to get a long-term relationship, it's a phone call. It will Mm de-stress you, right? Yeah. No, you're, you're making some excellent points. And I think that's exactly right, especially when... You are sitting around that dinner table and you feel like you may be the one that doesn't have the economic knowledge or confidence or even just a sense of what, you know, are you on track to meet some of your your long-term goals and objectives? Um, And that's really where that advisor Mm -hmm. can come into play and and just give you some of that that peace that might be helpful, especially in these elevated periods of volatility. Yeah. Um, before we get too far into this, how do people find out more about this? How, where do they go, in, you know, just in case they want to pick up a phone and get some help? What's the best website? Yeah, absolutely. We're here to help, edwardjones.com. Uh, that, you know, we can connect you with someone right in your area that may even understand your specific uh, situation, but we'll certainly have had experiences through cycles and through different clients as well. And so it's certainly the best first step in our view. You know, uh, I want to get back to something I said, and I know that your survey talks to this. There are some things that are really concrete. uh, And let me just point that out. Everybody understands low interest rates. You know, if there's one thing that I say to my people in Congress or the Senate is, hello, people, this is the one thing that almost every person gets low interest rates. When you mess with those, it is like a game changer. But the other thing that people respond to and are so confused about inflation, that word, even if you do not know how you're affected by it, right? It puts you in a tailspin, right? And that's emotional. Talk about the emotions and financial decisions. Yeah, you know, we're certainly hearing more and more about inflation in the headlines. um, And that kind of leads to some of the anxiety we're seeing in the day-to-day consumer. Uh, The inflation that we're seeing uh, certainly has been driven by some of the higher commodity prices. So oil has moved higher, food prices have moved higher, the supply chain disruptions that people noted, uh, that is causing, you know, prices to move higher as well. Um, But again, you know, some good news there. We do think as we head towards the back half of this year, we will see inflation start to ease. Um, We will get... Uh, not only better supply chains, but we may start to see both supply and demand factors start to come down. And we will get, you know, inflation can't move in a one-way direction forever. And we we certainly think that that will be the case as we head towards the second half of the year. Uh, but to your point, in the near term, you are dealing with 
higher levels of, of prices. You know, you go to the gas pump, you go to your grocery store, uh, and that can cause a little bit of concern, especially depending on your economic situation and how much discretionary income you, you have to allocate to things like uh, food and, and energy prices. Um, but, you know, over time, we think, again, these this will moderate, and you do not want to make decisions based on uh, the stress you're feeling at the pump. Uh, you want to just make sure... Uh, you know, your investments should really be working for you. Um, and they are a supplement to your income and they're a way to go to work when you maybe cannot or uh, have, a, you know, almost like another person going to work for you alongside you every week. Um, and so that's something, again, that if you have someone that can really talk through um, how is the best, what is the best thing I can do right now uh, to make sure my investments are in good shape, especially when we do come out of this, uh, but even as we're going through this period. And so, Again, you know, certainly whether it's us or someone else you trust, just make sure you're not making emotionally driven investment decisions. That can really disrupt your long-term financial planning as well. I want to thank you for today. I know this is a big conversation. I probably left some things out. Uh, I would love to ask you again, please give people the website. And then what's your personal message? What do you want to say to folks today? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So the website is www.edwardjones.com. And I would probably say to people, you know, while we're getting near-term market volatility, near-term inflation, uh, keep the long-term perspective in mind. We are in good shape from an economic perspective. And over time, that will be reflected in both prices uh, on your day-to-day life and prices in the marketplace. Um, So, you know, start making that wish list of things that you wish you could have bought maybe in markets or stocks, uh, and you'll be getting them at better prices in in the near future. Wow, I can't thank you enough. Again, hit us up with that website. Uh, edwardjones.com. I love it. And for those of you out there, you heard the message. I love this. You heard the message. Thank you, Mona, so much for bringing this to the forefront. Uh, Educating ourselves about finances. I'm telling you, it is a game changer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) Thanks so much, Matt. Thanks. Thank you all. Hey, let's take a short break. Please get educated. Please take your power back around this. Uh, Mona, thank you. We'll be right back. Tune into the Dr. Diane Show, where we explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I bring over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Join the discussion on the show. Learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital copy of my magazine at naturalnutmeg.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our good news segment. I've got two of the best joining me here today. Dr. Thomas Powers, managing member of Powers Consulting, and Kate Carr president of Hearing Industries Association. Because look, you all know this intuitively. I know you do. I know you know this intuitively. There is something happening in the public right now about what's going on with hearing help. How do we know this? 
you know, maybe you're thinking back to when you were growing up and you had those earbuds in and you're just blowing out your ears. Okay, I'm reflecting on myself. But whether it's that or something else, what we're noticing, you're going to hear about in this segment today, because I've got two of the best, two experts to talk with us about what they are seeing regarding our hearing health and what is emerging in 2022. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Thomas, Keith. Thank you both for joining me here today. Thank you. Great to be with you. So today is World Hearing Day um, and March 3rd, World Hearing Day. And there is a question that people may have about what is Pat talking about? You know, have things changed? What are we seeing? And then more importantly, many people just don't know what to do about hearing help. Kate, you want to go first? Happy to. Um, and thanks for giving us this opportunity to talk to your listeners. In the United States, there it's estimated that there are 48 million people who have some degree of hearing loss, and it can be mild to moderate to severe to profound or even deaf. Um, for those people who don't pursue an option, um, we want to encourage them to visit a hearing care professional to understand what the level of their hearing loss is and what options might be available to them. And it's not that complicated to do. And, you know, this is really a this is a, a, a fascinating conversation because I think we got some really outdated old school perceptions on what we can do about hearing. Um, I want to just, I want to hop over to you, Thomas, uh, Dr. Powers. I want to hop over to you. Look, you're a member, a managing member uh, of, of Powers Consulting. And my question to you is, here you are, you're an expert in this arena, in the consulting arena. I got a question for you. Like, what have you seen in the past 10 years as that person, as that consulting expert? And, and you know, given given what you've seen, what are you most excited about with what you're about to talk about with the future? Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, as, as an audiologist and a, and a hearing care professional, uh, what I've seen over the past 10 years is, is just tremendous uh, evolution of not only the technology in, in hearing devices, but, but just about hearing care in general. Uh, you know, what we've, we've been able to learn about hearing loss is that it affects people of all ages, as we used to think of it, I guess a lot of people, and it's just for older folks that are going to have a hearing loss, but it, but it does affect all ages. I think that's what the stigma that got associated with hearing loss and wearing hearing aids sort of came from. But with everybody wearing stuff in their ears now, uh, all kinds of earbuds, etc., cetera, um, it, it's beginning to be a little bit less of, of a stigma. I think, you know, eyeglasses, that's gone away for quite some time. But the technology of, of hearing devices, but also of, of hearing care, I, I, obviously COVID presented a lot of problems to us. Uh, but one of, one of the solutions that came out of that was telehealth and specifically teleaudiology, uh, the ability for hearing health care professionals to continue to interact with uh, their patients and or see new patients in, in a telehealth format. So, uh, you know, that whole technology issue uh, there, as well as the, the um, unbelievable improvement in the, in the hearing aids themselves uh, with the 
you know, more signal processing and, and greater power there. Uh, just, it just has been really amazing. And, and mm. the people accepting it, I think, um, you know, we still have a long way to go, but that people are beginning to recognize that hearing health is really an essential, an essential part of our overall health. Mm. Yeah, I don't have time for it in this interview. This is a really short interview, but I did a whole segment on one of our pop culture blockbuster movies and the way it affected young people around hearing. Um, And I work with young people and there was nothing that I've seen in the past bunch of years that, how should I say it, empowered young people to feel good about hearing help, especially when they had some challenges, than both movies, A Quiet Place. I mean, the heroine of that movie changed the landscape for a lot of young people to be able to talk about this. Now, having said that, Kate, what do we need to do for the folks over 55? I think we first have to educate them. We have to um, teach them about hearing technology. We have to raise their awareness about the uh, risk associated with hearing loss. A person with hearing loss is um, more likely to have um, depression, to be isolated, to have Mm -hmm. a greater risk of falls, to have balance issues. And there's a greater risk um, for persons with untreated hearing loss that is associated with cognitive decline and dementia. After all, hearing is a brain activity. So it's no surprise. And there's a lot of research going on to understand that particular aspect, the association with dementia. Well, I want to make sure that throughout this, we mentioned where people can go. What is the best website for people to find out more? Because this is also about advocacy as well. How do we send people to get engaged, get involved and get some information? What's the best website, Kate? We like to think of ourselves as a trusted resource and you can find information at betterhearing.org. You can also, if you're a Facebook uh, person, you can follow us on Facebook at betterhearinghia. Um, Lots of information there about hearing health, about how you can find a professional, about the technology that's available, and and a wealth of information that we put together on our blogs. You know, I want to thank you both for joining me here today, but I want to really get to something that we don't want to talk about, or at least most people that have hearing challenges don't want to talk about. And that is, you know, what happens when you ignore your hearing loss. You know, I'm not sure that I know what the numbers are, but I would imagine that there are quite a few people that know when something has changed with their hearing. And yet it is one of the greatest denial that I think we have in our society. And I'd like you both to address that and, and talk about the why behind that. Yeah, I'll start. Uh, it is one of the, um, you know, the, I think the hidden sensory issues in that, you know, if you're, you have trouble with vision, it, it, you, you sort of know that because you, you have trouble reading and, and signs aren't clear, etc. But, but, and you squint and people notice that, but with your hearing, it's, it's sort of hidden because it's inside your head and your ear. Uh, but a lot of people do then start to tell you your family and friends and colleagues are usually the first to, to mention it. Like you're, you're asking us to repeat a lot or you're saying what, or the TV is up too loud, etc. And so I think those are the first signals that there's something wrong. But when I was in, in private practice and, and seeing patients, 
you know, a lot are in denial because usually somebody else is mumbling or they're not speaking up. And, and so it's a hard thing to accept because of the stigma we talked about earlier, that it's mm. something that happens only to older people. And I think, you know, if you ignore it, uh, Kate mentioned the isolation, the depression, you know, withdrawal from social events, withdrawal from potentially going to services at your, you know, place of worship. So, so we really want to encourage people to, to get that hearing test. It's, it's painless. It takes 15 to 30 minutes to get a hearing test and, and know what your hearing loss is and what your options are. Uh, it could be something as simple as earwax and, and you go to your physician and, and maybe have that cleared out. But if not, then there are treatment options and, and modern technology that's, uh, that's small and efficient and great sound quality. So I, I think, you know, we just need to get sort of past, I know that's sometimes hard to do, but get past uh, some of the ways to get started and find out what you're hearing is really all about. Yeah, I love that you're talking about that. Um, you know, one of the things that I noticed is that so many people now are getting sound bars for their TV. And what they don't realize is that, you know, a lot of the sound bars they get do not provide crystal clear uh, sound when it comes to listening to what people say. And it's very interesting dynamic to kind of watch a family and watch what happens to the audio through that. You know, it's, it's, for me, it's getting to that place, Kate, if you would address this is getting to that place where somebody in the room is willing to support and help another person to get them to solution. Um, I want to talk a little bit, if you would, I think it's Kate, I want to kick it back to you if I could. Um, one of the things that comes up a lot, you know, and I've been in those living rooms with those crazy like sound bars and it's the music blasting and you cannot hear anybody talk. But where, where are we with getting rid of the idea that one, these are clunky, two, they're expensive and three, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, nobody's going to pay for it. Can you help us with where we have come in that arena? We have come so far in terms of the technology. The technology that drives the sound quality on hearing aids is superior at this point in time. And, you know, and it's always improving because there's a lot of research and development that goes into the manufacturing of hearing aids. But if you think about them today, they're not clunky. They're not big. They're small. They're sleek. They fit behind your ear or in your ear. They can be rechargeable. They have Bluetooth connectivity, so you can stream them from your cell phone or your computer to your hearing aids. You know, and, and that just gives you another tool in the toolbox to work with. Um, in our lives, we're so connected. And certainly during COVID, we relied upon technology to connect us. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that we will continue to do that. You raise an issue, too, about coverage. Um, and that's something that we pay a lot of attention to. And, you know, just in the, in the very recent past, there was a lot of talk about Medicare expansion for dental vision and hearing, and then ultimately just hearing. Now that hasn't passed. However, Medicare Advantage plans, the vast majority of them, over 90% yeah. have some kind of benefit if you are in a Medicare Advantage plan. And almost 50% of people today are in those plans. So there is some coverage. If you're a veteran, you may qualify for free hearing aids. Um, your regular health care plan might have some coverage. So you want to explore that and see. There are solutions. 
And the other thing to point out, while a lot of people talk about, oh, hearing aids cost $5,000, $10,000, we hear all kinds of figures. Well, you can find a quality pair of hearing aids that is rechargeable and streaming that has lots of features for about $1,400. Right. Now, that's still a high number. I, I, I recognize that for some people, that might be high. Remember that this is a device that will last you on average five years, and it comes with warranties. It comes with a hearing care professional's assistance to make sure you get the right thing. There are solutions out there at a variety of different price points, a variety of different features. So explore, and, and you can explore on our website, betterhearing.org. Yeah, thank, I want to thank both of you for joining me here today, because it is a very important conversation for all the reasons you both said. I want to kick it back to 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 you for a minute, if I could, really quickly, um, uh, Dr. Powers. Look, in, where you sit, you're in the consulting arena. You're the one that has to stay on the pulse of so many things because, you know, people look to both of you for give me some advice. What is your takeaway, if you would, for the advice you would give people here today, please? Well, I, I think the, the first one is if, if you think you're experiencing you know, hearing difficulties, you know, seek, seek advice from a professional. You know, my training was an audiologist, you know, hearing testing and, and rehab. Uh, I, I think you need to start and, and first find out, A, do I really have hearing loss? Uh, secondly, don't be concerned about how other people may think about you when you put a device on. Um, you know, one of the one of the companies many many years ago uh, put out a bumper sticker that said your hearing loss is um, more conspicuous than the hearing aid. And, and I think I'd love to find one of those. I, I, I've been looking around for them. It's probably twenty years ago, but um, you know, it, it, it's true. I, I think. You, by asking people to repeat and not participating in conversations, it's it's much more of an issue than seeking help, finding out what you need, uh, potentially, you know, seeing a hearing professional, you know, later this year, we may see devices over the counter once the FDA releases their regulations. Uh, but whatever, whatever process you choose, um, be sure that you have good information, know what your hearing loss is, and 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 it's going to take a little bit of work to adjust. I mean, you've, you're it's like anything; your vision oh, yeah. all of a sudden gets unclear, and now you get glasses, and um, and you need to you know to adjust to that. So, uh, I would encourage people to start the process and uh, and be, get back to enjoying life again, enjoying your family, your friends, your house of worship, all those things that uh, you've enjoyed for a long time. They they can and will come back to you. Oh, yeah. You never want to be caught in your house of worship with your pastor pastor talking to you at the end of the service and saying, what do you think about that point that I made during my service? And you're like, I didn't hear you. Yeah, right. I know what that feels like. Kate, <laughs> do me a favor. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with and give out that website again? I would encourage everyone, as Dr. Powers did, to visit a hearing care professional. And you can find a link to one on our website at betterhearing.org. And take I just care want of your hearing. Mm, that's I'm sorry, the biggest Kate. thing to yeah. take care of your hearing. That's the best thing I can tell people to do. I love what you both are doing because, you know, what I've seen in this arena, life's changed from this. People's lives and the quality of their lives change. I mean, it's fascinating, isn't it, to watch what happens 
when someone can actually hear their daughters, their sons, their children, other people crystal clear. And thank you for updating us on the state of affairs with this. Thank you to both of you. Thank Dr. You. Pat, if I could add one last thing. Sure. Um, I've been told that um, when people get hearing aids, it's not uncommon when they first get them that they cry mm. because they're hearing sounds that they have lost for, for years. Um, it might be the sounds of birds chirping, which is wonderful now that it's springtime. It might be leaves rustling in the fall, or as you point out, the sound of a child's voice or a loved one's voice, but they literally cry when they get them. And, and that's the power of this as a solution for hearing loss. Thank you for get, having us on today. Yeah, Kate, I couldn't have said that better because I think many of us have seen those tears and they're tears of gratitude, they're tears of joy. But what you both are doing to educate the public, to educate people, and I want to say to our audience, look, pass this on, pay this information forward. There's somebody in your family right now, right here today, that doesn't have this information, and their lives could change immensely. Please, please go to betterhearing.org. Please get connected. Please help your loved ones Get a solution to something that doesn't have to be. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Sharon Martin with a meditation brought to you from Maxima Medicine Radio. This is a short meditation I designed to strengthen your energy field. Please do not listen if you're driving. Instead, take the time to access this later when you can relax. There are features of this meditation that are inspired by teachers, especially Drunvalo Melchizedek and C.C. Treadway, so the credit belongs to them. You may stop the recording at any spot to allow more time to commune with the awarenesses. So let's start by taking a few nice, deep, relaxed breaths in with your nose, out with your mouth. Let your shoulders drop and your belly soften. Enter a sacred healing space as I will now open sacred space as I call to all the directions, to the allies, to the guides, to all those with the highest good, come join us. Now gently bring your awareness to a place about 10 inches above your head. This is the place of your Wiracocha. That's a Peruvian Quechua word for the big energy ball that sits about 10 inches above your head where your soul and spirit connect. See the waterfall of energy that pours out all around, covering your body, making the egg-shaped energy cocoon around you. 
See the rainbow tapestry of the field surrounding you, the field that interacts between the outside world and your physical self. And set your intention to repair and strengthen this field. And continue to breathe deeply, releasing all tension. Again, in with your nose and out with your mouth. Now drop your awareness into your chest behind your heart and find the entrance to the small sacred space of the heart. Allow your inner knowing to direct you there. You energetically have been there many times. Make your way to this sacred chamber and take a seat. You find yourself in the most beautiful place to sit. Sit in this chamber that you already deeply know. And let your eyes soften as you sink deeply onto the chair or the cushion or wherever you are sitting. Continue to breathe in with your nose, out with your mouth, holding no tension. Now with your mind's eye, see the color red, fire engine red, cherry tomato red, red of the most beautiful rose. Feel this red and allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with red, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you, repairing and healing your field. And now gently allow the red to recede back to your heart and breathe. Now with your mind's eye, see the color orange, pumpkin orange, the orange of a sunset, the orange of a marigold. Feel this orange and allow it to spread from your heart to all of your physical being, spreading out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with orange, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you repairing and healing your field. And now gently allow the orange to recede back to your heart and breathe. Now see the color yellow, yellow of the center of a daisy yellow of the brightest sun, yellow of a goldfinch. Feel this yellow and allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with yellow, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you repairing and healing your field. And allow the yellow to recede back to your heart and breathe. Now see the color green, 
green of newly mown grass, green of the tips of budding trees, green of the inside of an avocado. Feel this green and allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with green, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you, repairing and healing your field. And now gently allow the green to recede back to your heart and breathe. Now see the color blue, blue of the daylight sky, blue of a Caribbean lagoon, the electric blue that dances on the edge of a flame. Feel this blue and allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with blue, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you, repairing and healing your field. And gently allow the blue to recede back to your heart and breathe. Now see the color indigo, indigo of blueberries, indigo that's in the circles on peacock feathers, indigo of eggplants. Feel this indigo. Allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with indigo, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside all parts of you, repairing and healing your field. And gently allowing the indigo to recede back to your heart. And breathe. Now see the color violet, violet of an amethyst, violet of a lilac bush, violet of a saintly aura, Feel this violet and allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with violet, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you, repairing and healing your field. And allow the violet to gently recede back to your heart and breathe. Now bring your awareness gently back, coming back to the sacred space of your heart and sit down in this beautiful sacred space and breathe. In with your nose, out with your mouth, no tension. Take a minute to feel the colors integrating into your field, repairing and strengthening 
heightening your power. Your rainbow tapestry is restored and rejuvenated. You are shimmering. Now gently return your awareness, coming back to this time and this place. We close sacred space as we release the directions and the allies and the guides. As always, we offer gratitude for their presence and their assistance. And be gentle as you re-enter your day and restart your tasks. You are a magnificent being of light. Be well. <laughs> <laughs>